Don't you love him? Don't you love him? Don't you love him? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about him. Nobody in heaven and earth like you, oh Lord. And who are you, great mountain that would oppose the people of God? We declare that his light has dispelled the darkness. We declare that his love is mending what was ruined, rotten, and broken. We declare today, Father, those who have been estranged, separated, are healed and brought back together. Because it's your will, it's your way. And we praise you for it this awesome day. And we thank you in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen. amen. Before you take your seat, turn to somebody, grab them, I mean hug them, and tell them, welcome home. My God, my God. My God. For all of you that have been living in the squeeze, for all of you that have been experiencing that broken place where things are not working good and people are not relating rightly and family is torn apart and relationships are strained, I'm feeling you today. You know, when you talk about family, because every time you mention their names, something goes off inside of you. Because the fact is, the people that are closest to you have the power to hurt you. And not only have we been hurt by family, we have hurt family. All of us in the same bag. We're all in the same ship on this one. There are other family members of ours that are carrying the pain that we incurred upon them by disappointment, by distrust, by disloyalty, by negative words, by thievery and robbery. I know you just stole a blouse, but you still stole it. And it was her favorite one. And when you got it back, when you got it back, it was messed up. And she just has held that against you all these years. It especially happens between dads and moms and children. For no parent is perfect. There are no perfect parents. Lord, tell your, tell your brother, tell your sister what I said. Say, your parents ain't perfect. Why are you tripping? Because, because they, they didn't do it right. They had to learn like everybody else. And you know what's even harder? When their parents didn't get it right and they just caring, they just caring what their parents did to them and it gets passed on to you because they don't know no other way. It's like, it's like ignorant people who think just because they're older they can have a, a better marriage. 
Oh, even worse. Even those who've been divorced and say, okay, I messed up the first time. I know not how to mess up the second time. It, you know, you know, you got a head beating coming. Broken relationships are so common and they are never healed without critical conversations. So what I decided to call this series, Critical Conversations and Joseph in his life and his family becomes our, our platform and our stage. And, and you've been faithfully, sometimes painfully listening to this story and I even think seeing yourselves or other members of your family for the purpose that God, for the purpose that God has got you so he can heal you and heal them. This is the season that God is calling back families together. This is the season that the Lord is healing what was broken and mending what was torn apart and putting back together again, to, again, what was snatched. You know, in Joseph's life, that happened to him in a horrible way. It, it wasn't all his fault. Oh, he had a little bit to play in it, just like everybody in families. You know, we all got a part to play in our pain, don't you? Because you didn't have to say it, but you said it anyway, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know why is it that you can, why is it that you can beat your own blood Worse than, any, worse than beating anybody else. What is that? What is that thing? Have you ever seen brothers and sisters fight? I'm talking about thump. I'm talking about showing up. I'm talking about, have you ever seen them? It's like, it's like something out of, it's like something from hell. Grab anything, say anything. Because the people who are closest to you have the power to hurt you the worst. And God knows it, and so God put this story in the scripture so we could get the, so we could extract the medicine out of it, so he, he could do in us what he did and what he's doing, what he did in that family. Same God birthed that family, same God over your life today. The good news in the midst of all the bad and broken news is that what, what the enemy meant for evil in your life. I tell you in Jesus' name, God, with his power, turns it for good. God is not the author of evil, but he uses evil and turns it around for his good and reveals who he is. Some of you have shunned from God and blamed God for your family problems, not understanding that God didn't do that. He did not do that. He is innocent from that. But he knows how to take that thing and work it for your good. And that's exactly what he did in Joseph. Because when Joseph bragged to all his brothers about his vision of them bowing down to him, it pissed them off. I said, not, that's not the best word to use when you're preaching, but it slipped out. It, it, it made them so mad until they said, we're going to kill that Negro. But they didn't call him a Negro. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to kill him. The oldest best, don't do that, don't kill him. I'm only rehearsing this briefly because some of you have not got the story, but many of you, many of you have never read the story, or maybe some of you have never believed that God would even have the, have the Lord audacity to write such a story, to tell you all the details, and leave none out. So you go, what? 
So instead of killing him, they put him in the pit. When they put him in the pit, they eating outside the pit. Here comes the Midianites, and they said, well, the oldest said, don't kill him. Judas said, don't kill him. We don't want his blood on our hand. That's a whole different ball game when you kill him. Because innocent blood cries out. I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to mention to you. Even, even from the abortions of babies that were innocent, their blood cries out from the earth. You want the blood of Jesus on your life to heal you from that. They said, we don't want his blood crying out. That's what Judah said. Judah had the same daddy, not the same mama. So let's put him in the pit. Midianites came back, they sold him. Can you imagine selling their own flesh and blood? For, for a profit? They didn't tell us what they got for him, but they didn't sell him. They didn't tell us what they did with the money, but they did. They sold him. But tell, tell your neighbor, whatever you do wrong, it's going to come back to bite you. Tell your neighbor, say, well, you. The oldest, he went to Reuben. He went away. When Reuben came back, they came find him, and they just found his coat, cut a goat in the throat, put the blood in the throat, the, put, the, put the blood from the goat's throat on the, on the, on the coat. That rhymes. That rattle, that, come on, man. Ooh, read. <laughs> Work with that, Brian, Mr. Brown. Work, work with that. And, 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 and went back to daddy. Said, we, you know, we got his coat, you know, it's got blood. And the father, father, you know, when, have, you ever, have you ever heard men cry? You know, we used to hearing women cry. Women tend to be a bit more emotional. And women cry, you know. <laughs> but when a man cries, you know, in fact, I, I watch women when men cry. They can't hardly stand it. Because men are taught, you don't cry. And they brought back that coat. Just remember that. Men don't cry. Just remember that. <laughs> It'll come up in a minute. They took that coat, brought it back to the father, and he just couldn't take it. My son, my son, my favorite son. Meanwhile, the Midianites are selling Joseph to the Egyptians. So here he is, raised as a Hebrew. He can't even speak the language of the Egyptians. He doesn't speak Egyptian. He's 17 years old. And every place they put him, he prospers. And I've been saying to you for five weeks, I don't care if you feel like you're in the wrong place. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're under the thumb or, or working in a place or in a condition where, you know, you just can't get free. And still God, the Bible says to you exactly what he said about Joseph. And God and the Lord was with him. And everything he did, it prospered. You may be in the wrong place, you think, but that doesn't mean that God can't cause you to prosper where you are. In fact, I'd like to determine before you today that you take a second look at how you're acting in the squeeze you're in. That maybe what you ought to do, I, well, this is what this is what Joseph, this is what this is what Joseph did. He performed admirably. In fact, he performed excellently. So much so they trust him. The more they trusted him, the more responsibility they gave him. I said, the more they trusted him, some of y'all can't keep a job because you won't do what you could do. 
because you're too busy mad at either the attitude or the color of the skin of the person who's over you. I know I ain't talking to nobody up in here. Joseph decided, okay, all right, I'm here. I can't do nothing about it. So he just performed admirably. He was so excellent until Potiphar, who was the captain of Pharaoh's guard, Potiphar had Joseph put him over all of his house. That means all the lands, all the, the businesses, all of the servants, all of the even sons and daughters in terms of business. Joseph was handling it. And he was a Hebrew slave. He was so good until the Bible says Potiphar didn't worry for nothing. Only thing he, he tried to ask is, what am I going to eat? Because Joseph was so good, he took care of everything. He either did it directly or had somebody under him. And by the way, some of you, you do much better if you stop trying to do everything by your own hands and get you somebody who can, who can be your hands. I, I, I'm talking to somebody right now. And they will do it the way you want it done. Joseph was that guy. Potiphar's, he exhaled when it came to his affairs because he knew the person he had put in charge was more than capable, was loyal. Lord have mercy. Who am I talking to today? Loyal. In other words, I'm not going to do nothing sneaky behind my boss's back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to, you know, look out for myself while he's giving me this, while he's trusting me, and, and even trusting me with all the, with the jewels and the golds and the money and the accounts, and I ain't taking nothing, I ain't pure, what, what? Oh my God. Bishop, who are you talking to this morning? Potiphar. Lord, he could, you can't become the captain of the guard without having leadership ability. Sorry. He recognized it when he saw it. So he released the young man and the Lord blessed him. I'm going to say this to everyone in this building today and every one of you online that are joining us today. God, God your Savior, God your Creator blesses you in the condition you're in even if it's negative, even if it's hard even if it's uncalled for what you're asked to be done. God will bless you in that situation if you keep the right attitude and remember that uh, uh, more than my boss is watching me. Some of y'all are still going to work, working for your boss. The scripture doesn't even tell you to work for your boss. The scripture said when you go to work, work as unto the Lord and the Lord who is over your boss will bless you. Hello, somebody. Some of you can't get a blessing because you won't do right. You're too busy doing wrong. You're too busy sneaking, coming in 10, five, 10 minutes late, half an hour late, hour late, and try to get somebody to punch your card for you. Ain't nobody talking to me. Bing! Some of y'all have bathroom-itis. I don't know how I got it. I'm sorry, not bad. Toilet-itis. Toilet-itis. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to be working, but you're in the toilet. Joseph 
his actions were, uh, were apparent to everybody. And Egyptians cannot stand Hebrews. You'll see that in a minute. So he couldn't carry himself like his heritage, which was a, a herder, shepherd. They herded sheep, goats, whatever else they had. When, when, when the shepherds came around Egyptians, they would, they would turn their nose up. So he couldn't act like that. So here's my understanding as I read the scripture. He had to act like he was an Egyptian. In the course of time, you know the story, Potiphar's wife, she, she was horny. I don't know why she was, but she was. I'm saying it that way so y'all understand what the deal is, all right? And, uh, and, 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 and Joseph came in looking good one day, just like you come to work looking great, smelling great. I hope so, praise God. And, and doing your job and, and, and people admiring what you do. And somebody looking at you, when they turn that head, they say, hmm. And she started looking at Joseph and, and every day pulling on him, yanking on him, trying her best to get him to respond to her sexually. And Joseph, he's, you know, he's saying that, uh, he said, no, 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 I can't do this. I said to you a few weeks ago, you have to pass, you have to pass, you have to pass the, you have to pass the sensuality test. You have to pass, look at your name, you got to pass that test, babe. You got to pass that test. By the way, if you're in a situation right now and you know people are looking at you, you know, because they're looking at you. And uh, they look, y'all know a look from a look. Y'all know what the difference between a look from a look. And, and, and you know, they, not, not, you know, they come into your desk and they just flop them on the desk. You know something's up, amen. If you go to the coat, get your coat rack and she, she gonna reach around you to get her coat and she's still reaching. And you, are you there? Tap it in and you got to pass that sex test. You got to pass that sex test. By the way, everybody who's married in this building, everybody who's married in this building, you better pass that test. Amen. Joseph said, I can't do this. In fact, she just got bold. She laid with me. He said, no way, I'm not going to do this. My master has entrusted everything in this house to me. And he's not, he's withheld nothing from me except you because you're his wife. How can, see, that's the fear of God in him. I'm going to speak to you again and tell you that, that you got to pass that test. Let the fear of God be in your heart. When an opportunity arrives, Lord help me, I'm looking at it. Who am I talking to? When, I, when an opportunity just opens up so beautifully for you. You got the vehicle, you got the, 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 the card, you can charge what you want. You can get, you get, you're on a trip, you're representing the company. You and she on the same trip, on the same team, at the same hotel, with the room next door. Y'all ain't talking to me. And then your integrity is going to show at that point. You know, I, I, do, I, I said it before, uh, it's not that... It's, 
it's not clear it's not far-fetched that day after day her coming after him he might have wanted to because your flesh is your flesh but internally inside of him his determination was I can't do this I won't do this runs out of his clothes she grabbed him. He runs, she runs, she leaves. The Bible says flee all manner. Flee from, from sexual immorality. Flee, F-L-E-E. -E. What that mean? Help me, sir. Are you, are you functioning okay? Okay. What, what that mean? That mean get up and get on out of get Go. Get, run. Run, Forrest, run. I'm saying these things to you because the drama I'm rehearsing before you today is the actual drama that we're living in right now. You, my friend, are Joseph. You, church, are Joseph. When righteousness gets you in trouble, you know God is in it. When doing right gets you in trouble, God is in it. She tells her husband, and her husband is either embarrassed or or indignant. When either, either way, he put him in prison. Not every prison he put. He didn't put him in any prison. He put him in the king, in, the, in Pharaoh's prison. <laughs> and then the prison guard put him in charge. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you are. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. No matter what they try to do to you, they cannot stop God being with you. No matter what you're going through, God is still with you. No matter what position, no matter what, no matter what demotion, God is still with you. And even if they fired you, God is with you. Even if you, you're separated from you, God is with you. Even if you had that, 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 that chasm between you and your family and you get rejected and thrown out and nobody want to talk to you and no, every Christmas they don't want, they don't call you God is still with you and he's still working are you hearing me today God is with you and he's working and you ought to stay around in God's company so you can see as my my, my older predecessor said what the end gonna be so I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do what I can to bring it to an end today at least until I happen to pick it up later on in the year but listen, ooh, we. He in jail. He in charge of the prisoners. He interprets the dream of the cupbearer and the, and the baker. Told the baker, you're going to be dead. Told him the truth. Three days, you dead. By the way, some of you who carry the prophetic word in your heart, look at your, tap the person next to you because they're prophetic. Tap and say, tell the truth no matter what. Tell the truth. When it comes time, when it comes, I'm not talking about telling everything you know. I'm not talking about that. When it comes time and you're a question, tell the truth. 
even though you know they're not going to like it. And he tells the cupbearer, the king is going to restore you. And by the way, just holler at your boy. Remember who you, remember who, remember who gave you this good news. I've been down in this prison. I can't stand living in this prison. I don't belong here. I, and it all came out. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. They lied on me. They, they, they put me in a pit. They sold me and they sold me. And then they lied on me again. And I mean, I don't. See, that's what most of y'all cannot receive what God wants because you run in your mouth. You run in your mouth. When we were worshiping a moment ago, I saw that again as I was standing there. Too many of you were trying to defend yourself. God can't defend you because you're trying to defend yourself. He won't speak because you're speaking. Lord, I see that. I see that thing. You say, well, I've been here four years. <laughs> I've been here four years. I ain't never took a dime. And, and you know, you, you, you're running all it down. And actually, you should shut up. And why would you shut up? Because the Holy Spirit is your advocate. You know what the advocate is? Your lawyer. He's the one who speaks for you and justifies you when nobody else can do it. He's the one that makes it right when nobody else can make it right. He can't make it right because you're too busy bragging on yourself, defending yourself. So it cost him two more years. 24 months. When the cupbearer got back to the king, restored, he forgot Joseph like he never existed until the king had a dream. Look at him and say, say, your boss going to have a dream. Somebody going to have a dream. <laughs> In other words, a problem is going to rise. There is a problem that God is, Lord, help me right now. There is a problem that God is, is allowing. There is a problem that God is allowing. And that problem, has the, the solution to that problem has your name on it. But he's got to have you in the right position and the right heart to, to, to allow that solution to come forth. God has got your whole family situation tore up. And you're the one that God's going to use to bring that thing back together. But he can't do it yet because you, you just run your mouth too much. By the way, if you find yourself having to defend yourself, you know there's guilt that has to be dealt with. If you find yourself, well, I didn't mean that. Well, uh, uh, the, the people listen, they say, oh, yeah, we know you did something. We don't know what you did, but you did something. <laughs> now, don't y'all know it. Don't y'all know it's the truth. You don't, believe, you don't believe me? Listen to one man who's mad with the wife, or the wife that's mad with the man. And boy, she's up there, and he got the nerve. He got the nerve to come up in there, and blah, 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 blah. And he don't, and he don't do this, and he don't pay this, and he don't, blah, and he, blah, 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 blah. And, and you're thinking, now, what did you do? I'm, 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 I'm uncovering this thing today because I want y'all to know what they're thinking while you're talking, trying to justify yourself. So Joseph, he's, he's, two years later, he just said, and he had the dream. The dream was real. He's 30 years old, y'all. The scripture said it. 30 years old. 17 when they, when, they, when they sold him. He's 30 years old. He's been sequestered. He's been cramped. He's been, he, he's been coerced. He's been uh, 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 jockeyed around. Hmm. 
cheated, talked about, mistreated, abused, scorned, talked about, show as he born. <laughs> Y'all remember that old song, right? Y'all remember that old song? I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated, I've been abused. I'm scorned, talked about, sure you won't. Up, I've been down, I've been led up to the ground, but long as I got, mm hmm. long, long, long as I, I don't. I see y'all came from the same church, y'all came from the same church I came from. <laughs> Ooh, wee, what you gonna do, Joseph? Two years, ain't nobody paying you attention, nobody care about you. You imagine how the devil talked to him? You might as well give up. Shut up. Give up. But when the dream came to the king, which only God could control, God knew the time was right. And all that that young man had endured, what's 17 from 30? What's that? Y'all math people. 21? 13 years in training. How many years you been in training? See, I didn't know I was in training. I thought I was in prison. No, you in training. Oh, God, if you could receive this today. Change how you look at yourself. Change how you look at God. The fear of the Lord would be real in your heart. Yeah, so hey, he said, uh, he said, hey, Joseph, uh, oh, I know a Hebrew boy. I remember this Hebrew boy, he was in prison. King, he, both me and the, <clears throat> I, I don't want to say his name, the one that you hung. <laughs> we both had a dream, and he interpreted the dream, and everything he said came to pass. The king was so troubled with this dream. And by the way, God is the one is, is the one who allows those difficulties to come up that can't be solved. But you have the solution. So you need to just be quiet, being ready. Because you don't know, you don't know when. I, I'm, I'm going to say to you that we've now moved, the whole church has moved into a season where God, God is the one working in your life to solve some serious problems to have some serious, crucial conversations. Bring that boy from prison. They couldn't bring him in there any old kind of way, so they had to get him right. Some of you don't even know that the scriptures speak this way. They shaved him up, cut off all that hair off his face, because if you're going before Pharaoh, you don't come before Pharaoh. But I told you they can't stand Hebrews. They can't stand shepherds. So how was the king going to receive something from somebody he can't stand? And I'm going to say that to you. How, how, how are they going to hear you unless you can present yourself or in a way that, that they can receive you? Many people, your message don't, are not heard because they don't look right. I hope I'm okay today. All right. Sometimes when you don't look good, you know, you know. <laughs> That 30-year-old standing there, pristine, cut, sharp as a tack. Got his face shaved, got him fitted, put his tailored clothes on, 
He right out of, this is what you're called, instead of straight out of Compton, say straight out of prison. <laughs> He's standing before the king, and the king tells him his dream, and Joseph begins to interpret immaculately. And when Pharaoh says, I heard, I heard that you can interpret dreams. Now that's a test question. So Joseph, with the wisdom of God, said, no king, God is the only one that can do this. If you have the interpret, if I give you the interpretation, it is from God. He, he's not ashamed of who, Lord help me today. Is that what's wrong with you? Is that why you, is that why you can't break through because you're still ashamed of Jesus? You don't want to say his name? Did you not know that his church everywhere is being compelled to stand up for what you believe and why you believe it and who you believe it from? It's not for me, O king, but God is the one, the only one who can interpret, interpret dreams correctly. He told him the dream and Joseph says immediately, the dream is one and the same. The two instances you have is a double. That means, it, when, it, can I put it to you in New Testament terms? Let everything be established in the, in the, uh, with two or three witnesses. He said when it happens twice, king, God's going to do it, and he's going to do it right away. That's why the king was shook, because that dream troubled him so deeply. Those four fat cows are the, are, the, uh, are the wealthy and the prosperous years that are coming forth for seven years. Prosperity will come through the whole nation. But those skinny cows, after that, the next seven years, they are the, a famine is coming to the land. And, and the king, his dream said, when, the, when Lord, when, when the skinny cows ate up the fat cows, the skinny cows remained skinny. He said, oh, king, God, he was not playing around. He didn't say Krishna. He didn't say Allah. Let me tell you one more time. He didn't say Allah. He didn't say Baha'i. Who am I missing, baby? He didn't say Buddha, Krishna. Give me some more. Yoruba. Why are they so quiet? They've been messing with these gods. <laughs> I'm appalled at how afraid and ashamed the body of Christ is to name their Lord. Their Lord who said to them, if you're ashamed to own me before men, I will be ashamed to own you before my Father in heaven. Before it's over with, you're going to be saying Jesus out loud. Look at your name. Say, you're going to be saying Jesus. It was Jesus. Say, it was J-E-S-U-S. -S. You've forgotten the power of that name. And Joseph said, he said, it, the Lord, it will come immediately. Okay, so Pharaoh, how much time did I take this in? About 20 minutes? 25? Okay. So, <laughs> Pharaoh said, Pharaoh, Pharaoh beside himself. Let me read for you what Pharaoh said. Hey, we, are we tracking on this, Ken? I, I'm on 4138. Genesis 4138. You don't have to have my picture up there. I'm okay. Put the word up there. <laughs> then Pharaoh said to his servants, 
Can we find a man like this in whom a divine spirit? Can we find a, per, a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of this, of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over. You shall, you. Now, he, he's still a prisoner in his mind. You understand? Pharaoh looking at him and he said, you shall be over my house. And by the way, don't get it twisted. When Pharaoh said, you shall be over my house, that Potiphar that kicked him out of his house, now Joseph is over his house too. Don't you, don't you, don't, don't you, don't, don't, don't get, don't, don't get, don't, don't, don't miss it. When, when they mess over you, I promise you God going to turn that thing around. I promise you, the ones that were in power, by the time God gets through with you, you're going to be standing up talking about you got to have the right heart to be in that position. you got to have the right attitude to be in that position. We ain't got time for you bragging and talking about, I told you! No, don't go there. He said, you'll be over my house. According to your command, according to your command, all my people shall do homage. Now that they're going to worship. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. What? 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 Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring, took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put the, the gold necklace, well, Elder Crawford, he got a gold necklace around his neck. I forgot to wear mine. Did money forgot to tell me to put my gold necklace on today? <laughs> this was so awesome about it and, and he paraded Joseph around and every, all down the streets he put Joseph's chair only second behind his and said do homage bow down bow down to the vice president of the nation bow down and they were like oh they don't know they don't know they, they bow down to what, they're bowing down to what they cannot see Dan, they have no idea he's uh, from shepherds. And they're bowing down to him. Because God can take the gifting in you. God is able to take his anointing over you, his favor over you, and put you, tell your neighbor, he can put you where he wants you to. If he can get your heart right. Heart right means while it's not going well for you, your heart's still loving God. While it's turning upside down for you, your heart still loves people. While they're mistreating you, your heart is still forgiving people. While they're still talking about you, you know you refuse to talk about them. While they slander your good name, you shut your lip, you zip your lip. While they're stomping all over your reputation, you are building them up. Because they ain't got no idea what God about to do with you it ain't their business what God gonna do with you some of y'all got to learn Somebody, listen they're not treating you bad because you're black they're treating you bad because you're anointed 
You need to get that straight. Hurry up, Bishop. I had some music. What happened to my music? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So, there it is. Joseph was living large and in charge. <laughs> no more shackles, no more pain. <laughs> Man, he out the prison, got his own property, got his own mansion, because Pharaoh can't have nobody serving him and looking like hello somebody. When, when, when you serve the king, you got to look like you serving the king, because he can't afford for nobody in his service, he can't afford anybody under his charge to be looking like they needy, ain't got nothing. No, Pharaoh made sure that Joseph was, oh, we laid, died, cut, fried, laid to the side. He, Dangle, bling, bling. You need to understand these things in Joseph's heart, they mean very little. But he's got them because of who he represents. And you know, if you got the king's signet ring on your finger, ooh, you know what that ring means? Whatever that person decrees, it, he said, Pharaoh said, not a foot will move, nor a hand will move in Egypt without your command. What? That's what Pharaoh said to God's man, as it were in this case, to God's woman in the place where he set you. It's not that like you work for it. You just had to. You just had to get, your, you had to get yourself under discipline. You had to get your imagination right. You're carrying out your duties as unto you, Lord. How would you serve God? That's how you're serving in your present situation. Who am I calling? T. Garlington. How you doing, Key? T. Oh, hurry up, Glenn. Because I got I to gotta take it to the good part. This ain't, this ain't even the good part. Verse 51 says, Joseph named his firstborn. And then Pharaoh said, now, you, you're working with me, and, uh, and you are a man. You know, I ain't got no confusion around me. You're a man, so you got to have a wife. <laughs> nobody said, didn't nobody say that. He said, you got to have a wife. He assigned him a wife. Boy, I bet she looked good, too. Because you know Pharaoh ain't here, no, she ain't, you know, she, he, he, he done picked the choice one for him. Signed him a wife. What, uh, you have to look at that for yourself. L listen, it's almost like a play on words. Potiphar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Potiphar. You know, because Potiphar, you know he did, right? So he's married, has two kids. Let me tell you, let me tell you let me tell you what happened to him while, while he was in Pharaoh's house. Here's what it says. And Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh. I'm in 4151. 4151, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh. For he said, here's what Manasseh means. God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. What? 
You think that's some? What about the next baby? Well, he named the next baby Ephraim, and Ephraim, Ephraim, Ephraim is probably it. Ephraim. He said, "God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction." That's the God. That's the God you're serving. That's the God you and I. He has never changed. He is the same God that Joseph served. He will make you forget about all your pain. Somebody need to raise their hand before Jesus right now. Because some of y'all went through some, and are right now going through some stuff. But the God you serve is going to make you forget your pain. Just keep it up and worship him. And, and he's going to cause you to, he is, the Lord God is going to cause you to prosper in, in the land of your affliction. He's going to make you fruitful in the place where you've been afflicted. Lord have mercy. And that's where Joseph finds himself. He's 30 years old. He got a prison background and it don't matter. He got family pain and it don't matter. Your God is bigger than your pain. He's bigger than those that afflicted you. His ability to prosper you has nothing to do with what happened to you. That's why you've got to have some critical conversations with the Lord because the Lord has not forgotten you. Tap in and say, he didn't forget you, baby. He did not forget you. Some of you feel that way. Take a moment and worship the Lord right there where you're sitting. Just worship him there. Because the Lord wants to do something in your heart. And don't forget, he knows how to deal with pain because he, he dealt with it himself. He had to go through it himself. Whatever you're going through, Jesus went through already for you. He did. He knows where you are. He knows what it is to be in that fire, to be in that flame, to be in that negative. He knows what that is. Don't act like he doesn't exist. Don't act like he, he doesn't care about you. It's a lie. His hand is on you today to remind you, I need you to hold your position. I need you to change your heart. And the Lord is speaking to you today, calling you his Joseph. I'm not done with you. You ain't seen nothing yet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And as God spoke it, it, it was so. And the famine was, was, that was coming was absolutely horrific. But God, before he brings judgment on the earth, will always give wisdom to his people. Because when God judges the earth, 
his people are already in the earth when he judges it. Did you hear what I said? That's why I'm talking to you this way because our nation has come under judgment. Because of the innocent blood, because of the unrighteousness, because of what is unjust, because what is held up as truth is a lie. Because supposedly educated and smart men are now acting like stupid men. You can't tell the difference between a male and a female. Come on, give me a break. Because you make our children walk through the fire of changing their sex when they don't even know what color to choose and, you, and, and telling them to choose their sex. We've come to this place in our nation right now. Whether you like it or not, we're here. And I'm speaking to Joseph. When God brings judgment, it's to the whole earth. In this case, to the whole nation. But you're in the nation. So God, who is just, knows how to get you ready. So when that judgment falls, he covers you. So Joseph said, Okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. We got seven, we got seven plump, prosperous years. Lord, have mercy. Is that true, Lord? And some of you, God has increased your income, and you and you done gone buck wild. And the truth is, you need to be doing exactly what Joseph did for Egypt. You need to be taking, you need to be taking a portion, putting that aside. These, these next, I'm, I'm telling you right now, these next seven years are going to be extremely prosperous. Doors will open, positions will open, businesses will be started, ideas will be launched, God will blow over you, and, and great prosperity is come to you. And you better know what to do with it. Joseph said, we're going to take 20%. We're going to put it aside. And Joseph, in all the cities, in all of the granaries, in all of the land, surrounding lands, whatever towns they were, they created these storehouses. And they took 20% of the harvest. And they put it away and put guards over it. Y'all know we got to put guards over it. Y'all know you got to guard with your, with your store, right? Okay, all right. Uh, um, uh, Mo, Mo, you here? So, so Mo, uh, Mo, Mo, don't, 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 don't be mad at me because I might get thrown off air because of what I'm trying to say, what I'm about to say. So I've been listening to the prophets and they've all been saying the same things. 2023 is the beginning. You've got seven years to get your act together because 30, 2030 is going to be hellish. 2030 is going to all break loose. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you based on so many things God has spoken over the last 12 months. And I'm telling you right now, like Joseph told the king, and that's why I'm preaching this series. You got to get ready right now. I told you about six weeks ago, or maybe more, you need to store up some food and some water. We got some legislation being passed that if I say what I'm saying, I'm labeled as a domestic terrorist. Now I'm telling the people of God, you need to get this right. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not messing with you. I'm telling you, you need to do it and start it. 
Our team has already begun the beginning plan. You can get that plan from our team. You can get it on the Metro City app and you can follow it. What do I store? What do I buy? What do I put up? You can start. Start it now. Start it this week. Uh, uh, stand up, Bishop Larry. Stand up. It's, it's no accident that he's in the house today. How many folk you feed a day or a month? 35,000. 35,000 people a month he feeds. My God, I'm Are you breathing? So I'm telling you, you need to get your act together and, and open your arms for the increase, but don't go buck wild. You, yes, you're going to have wonderful changes are going to come to your life, but I need you to hear me. Begin to store up for your household. Joseph, that's what he did. All the cities around the nation. And it got so, the famine got so bad. They were, and and in, the, in the middle of the famine, in the, excuse me, in the middle of the storage yield, years, in the, all, of the, all of the surrounding areas were kind of hurting. And, 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 and yet Joseph, the famine hadn't hit yet, but he said, look, uh, it doesn't matter how, how, how wide the circumference goes, we're going to build a storage place in your place and we're going to store and we're going to guard it so when the bad years come, you're able, you're ready. Are you there? I hate to tell you this, but there's, of all the groups of people, African Americans can be the worst about having the least amount of storage, having the least amount of savings. They don't know what savings is. They get that check, they want to spend that check. All of it. And then 20% more on credit cards. I want you to change that right now. Tap your neighbor and say, we're going to change that right now. Because some of y'all bought some stuff, you ain't even take, you, ain't, you didn't even take the tags off that bad boy. It's still been hanging in your closet for three months. You ain't, still ain't put it on. Am I right? How many of y'all got some stuff with some tags on it? Ain't, you know, just, but it's just nice to be able to look at it. Hallelujah. You just, you just feel so good. You walk in that closet. That stuff to be lined up. And this one from Macy's, and this one from Needless Markup, and this one's from Saks Fifth Avenue, and this one's from the Avenue, and oh, I got pink shoes to match this pink violet here. And don't wear, oh, I got this pink hat. This hat, this hat up here, it go with this, this dress and this thing right here. And, and this is one. We love that. Don't we love it? Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to store up. Tell your neighbor, you need to store up. Oh, Lord, oh, you're going to get in trouble. Don't do it, bro. You're going to get in trouble. You got to go home with that woman. All right, anyway, look. Joseph said, say what? My wife said, flip it over to the man. <laughs> well, I have to admit, I had a little problem figuring out what pair of boots I was going to put on today. I had a few. I didn't know where to go to Fendi. I didn't know where to go to the Burberry. I didn't know where to the, the, the Givenchy. I didn't know which one to do. But I figured it out. <laughs> but... All the mothers, I'm giving away. Anyway. <laughs> I can't believe you bust me out like that. <laughs> but we taking this thing seriously. She and I, we storing up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Somebody get another, get another freezer. Get you some canned goods. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? 
Just put it aside. Prosperous years are ahead of us, but we're storing now because you know what? It's not going to always be that way. You don't have to look far. You, if you want any more information, seriously, we'll give it to you. It'll blow your mind. And some of y'all going to be like the ostrich. Stick your head in the sand. No, if I ain't got no bad news, ain't nothing bad happening. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You be the one knocking on the door. <gasps> you got some grits. <laughs> I'm trying to get to this. Oh, oh, that's why. That's why. Okay. So check this out. So there was grain in Egypt. Stored up so much they couldn't keep track of it. You should read it there in chapter 42. I mean, they did. He, because he was diligent, he was training for this for 13 years. So by he, that time he got in the crucial position and had that crucial conversation, he knew exactly what to do. And they, that's why Pharaoh put him in charge. He said, whatever. Then they came in, Pharaoh, we need some grain. Don't talk to me. Talk to Joseph. He's a man. Joseph saw that there was grain in Egypt. Now Jacob, Jacob, say Jacob. That's Joseph's father. He saw there was grain in Egypt and, and, and Jacob said to his sons, why are you staring at one another? Well, y'all standing around looking like a cow looking at a new gate. What, what, go buy us some food. I heard there was grain in Egypt. Go and buy some food. So they went down to buy some food from that place so that we don't, so we can live and not die. You know, it's amazing. When it comes to life and death, people change their listener. And the ten brothers of Joseph went down to buy grain, but, but, but Jacob did not send Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin. Oh, no, he ain't going with y'all because y'all didn't take care of my last son. Y'all, you know, whatever happened, you know, he was in your charge. He dead. I ain't sending Benjamin. So they all went back to buy grain. They had money. They went back to buy. And they arrived in the city at the point that the one they sold, oh, it's 13 years after the fact. He's standing there. He's squinting like, My nigga. I know I said it, forgive me, okay? It, it didn't have the mean it didn't have the meaning that you know. Yeah. He could have said, what no, no, it ain't them. Reuben, what? No, Judah, no way. And, and here they are. And they're all getting their, they're getting their money out to buy grain. He's checking them out. And he's looking at them. And they don't know who he is. Your family, some of your family members you've been estranged from, they have no idea what you've become. Some of you are unrecognizable. God has changed you so much. And they come to him and they 
<laughs> now Joseph was ruler over the land and he was the one who, verse 6, he was, this is 42.6, Joseph saw that he, the ruler over the land, he was the one who sold to all the people of the land and Joseph's brothers came and bowed down. Do what? Do what? Do what? They came and they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he, he disguised himself to them and spoke harshly to them. What are you doing here? Where have you come from? Oh, I know. You just came to spy out our weak places. No, no, my Lord. No, my Lord. They talk, my Lord. No, my Lord. No, not us. We came to buy grain. Y'all in the scripture with me? And he came and, 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 and he said, we just came to get food. We, we come from Canaan. But Joseph had recognized his brothers, although they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered the dream. Lord Jesus. Joseph remembered the dreams which he had about them. And he said, you're spies. You come to you come to look at the undefended places of our land. And they said to him, no, no, my Lord. We are your servants. We just came to buy food. We're, we're sons of, and they start spilling the beans. We're, we're sons of one man and, and we're, we're honest men. Uh, <laughs> I sound like Delores Tom. I'm, I'm, I'm an honest hoe. Amen. Y'all remember the movie, Heart in Harlem. <laughs> We, we're all sons of one man and we're honest men of the servants and spies and yet he said to them look you came you came to look at our undefended places but they said to him no 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 there are 12 of us in all and the sons of the, the sons of one man in the land of Cayman and behold the youngest is with their our, our father today and one is no longer alive so they still carrying it in their conscience and don't you ever think that whatever was done to you is forgotten. It's just not for you to punish it. If you're going to clap, clap. If not, don't. Don't clap for me. Clap for it's right. And you know this is right. Sin one. He says to them, he said, I'm going to test you by the life of Pharaoh. You will not leave this place unless, unless your younger brother comes here. Oh, my. Send one, of, send one of you that he may get your brother while you remain confined that your words may be tested whether there is truth in you or not. But if not, by the life of Pharaoh, you are spies. So he put them all together in prison. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> Do you know what you feel like when you get the opportunity comes? See, I'm gonna throw you in jail. They threw him in jail. Keep reading. We're almost there. Keep reading. And then it says, now Joseph said to them on the third day. I guess he was I guess he was mimicking Jesus, you know. Death, burial, and resurrection. On the third day, do this and live. And here's interesting what he says, because he hasn't had contact with his people in 13 years. He hasn't even spoke their language. He said, do this and live, for I fear God. If you're honest men, 
let one of your brothers be confined in your prison. But as for the rest of you, go carry grain and, 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 the, and the famine of your households. Carry grain for the famine. And bring your youngest brother to me so your words may be verified and you not die. And that's what they did. They said to one another, oh, God. They, look what they said to each other. Then they said to each other, they said, we are guilty concerning our brother because we saw the distress of his soul when, when, when he pleaded with us, yet we did not listen. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. Don't you ever think that God doesn't know how to settle the score. So you, you got to get selling the score out of your heart. Because when God does it, ooh-wee, he does it. Now they're on their way home. Here big brother Reuben told him, because don't touch him. He on the way home. Did I tell you? Put it up there, bro. It's on there. That's what he said. That's what he said. That wasn't a sitcom. That's what he said. Did I tell you? Don't do not sin against the boy and you would not listen. Now, here the reckoning has come on us. <laughs> this part right here, this part right here, Rob, this part, this part. Man, Joseph, he knew what he was doing. And, and now they're talking, because remember, those boys did not tell Reuben that they sold him. Reuben only discovered the cloak in the, in the pit. So now the whole, tap your neighbor and say, the whole truth is will come out. Tell your neighbor, the whole truth will come out. That's why critical conversations are so important. And that's why I want you to fix your heart and fix your mind for God to reconcile all of it. All of it. They did not know, however, that Joseph understood, for there was an interpreter between them. So Joseph had to relearn the language again. He turned away from them. And this is why we know God was working in him. And he wept. He's large and in charge to the point where he forgot his pain and he's prospering in his negativity. But, but, but when those boys show up, the dream comes back. Because there they are bound before him. And the God who gave him the dream took him through 13 years of hell. But God who gave him the dream, now it's coming alive right there in his presence. And, and, and he didn't tell them who he was, but he just wept. That's how you know God was causing him to remember. Some of you, you need to be crying for what happened to you. God will show you how to deal with this pain. He'll show you how to get that thing right. He turned away. Then he, when he looked back, he, he took Simeon and he bound him before them, before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to fill the bags with grain and restore every man and restore every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. And, 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 and Joseph loaded up, he gave them back the money they took to buy the grain. 
money back in their sacks, put the sacks on their donkey and send them out the way. So they heard this story up. They're on the way back to see their father, arguing with each other. Because now Reuben knows, y'all didn't, y'all sold him. You knew how he travailed. You know how he pleaded with us. Now look at us. They go back to their sacks and reach into their sack and the money's there. They said, oh no. Now he got one of the boys and we're going back to the daddy without one of his sons and the money our father gave us to buy the grain with in the first place. Oh, they're like, oh. Are y'all there? So, <laughs> look here. My money is returned to me, and behold, it is even in my sack. And, and, and their hearts sank, and they, they, I'm in verse 28, and, and they, 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 they turned and trembled, and trembled to one another, saying, what is this that God has done to us? <laughs> we go to jail. In other words, we go die. We go die. <laughs> Simeon is held in hostage and went back to the daddy. Said the man spoke harshly to us, and he said, "But we said to him, no, we honest. We, we're not spies." Twelve brothers, the sons of our father. One is no longer alive, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. The man, the, the man, the Lord of the land said to us, notice they call him the Lord of the land because they didn't know who he was. And he's I, and, 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 and he, he says, and I will know that you are honest if you leave and, and come back and bring. And then he says, I will give your brother to you, and you may trade in the land but you got to prove to me you're not liars Reuben said look you can kill my sons if we don't bring him back but 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 we're gonna starve here so I got I gotta move this along because I'm, I'm behind he said we're gonna starve we, we gotta go back the father's thinking my youngest son is dead now you got another one of my sons in prison and you want to go back and take another one? He said, I'm going to die. But all the grain that they bought ran out and they had to go back. They didn't have no choice. If they didn't go back to Egypt, they would have died. So they got the money they bought the first time, another set of money to buy more grain, to go back to prove, with, with the youngest, to prove that they're not liars. And basically, their father, if you don't come back, I'm going to die. Don't, in other words, don't you bring me no more bad news. So they go back. Here they come. And by the way, the oldest said, you know what? We took twice as long eating up the grain. We could have did this before. But they didn't. So now here we're coming back again. They, you know, they got the money and the money and the kid. They're coming back. You know, they ain't walking that tall now. So they get back to Egypt. Are you all there? They're back in Egypt. 
can't do this, Father. How do I do it? I don't want to keep him another hour. I don't want to do that. So I need to bring it. I know. So I got to bring it home. Okay, baby. Oh, amen. When they bring Benjamin back, Joseph, he sees the brother of his mother. He's never seen him before. He can't hardly take it. He's so overwhelmed of all the wealth that he had, all the power he had, all the resources at his disposal and at his word. All of that cannot tame and cannot help what's inside of him. He had everything but the one thing he missed was his family. I don't care how big your house gets. It don't matter how many cars you accumulate. Doesn't matter how many changes of wardrobe you get. If you don't have your family, you're not complete. You're just trying to drown your pain with stuff. I think I want to. I think I want to hold it right there. Because there's there's some repentance. Some of you need to. I'm going to put it this way. Hope you can understand it. Some of you need to come home. They come back to him and he sees them and saints, he can't take it. All that's in him, the greatest need in him comes up. The Bible records he's crying so loud, he put all the Egyptians out of the building. And he's, it's a man cry. You know that kind of cry when you hear it coming out of a man, it would buckle you to your knees. That pain manifested in the powerful voice of a man who's in, who's in, who is in trauma, it's undeniable. They, they said he cried so loud, all the servants heard him, they're out the house. Even Pharaoh's household heard him. Because he needed them so bad, and he was successfully drowning them out by his successes. His personal family. His achievements. Oh my God, when, when he saw them and we saw Benjamin, he was done. And he came close to them, the Bible says. He said, um, he said, don't, he said, Lord, I, <laughs> he, said, he said, don't, he said, I'm Joseph. And they're looking up, what? He said, I'm Joseph, whom you sold. They, they're looking at, they can't, they, they don't know what to do. They, they know he could not have known it unless he was. 
because they didn't tell anybody what they did. Is my father alive? He's alive. He's alive. He said, he said go, go, go tell them. Tell them there's provision here in Egypt. Tell them who I am. Tell them what God has done with me. Tell them about my position. Move everywhere. Get everybody. Because there's still two more. There's still three more years. Three more years in the famine. And you'll die if you don't come. Come. The brothers don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. The Bible said, he, he, he said, come, come close to me. And I assume that he, whatever, whatever the Egyptians, lords, wore, he said, I'm Joseph. Now he can't take it. And now they're crying on each other's shoulder. You know, see, I think that this is something God wants to actually do in the house of Metro. When people tell the truth and they and, and it's like their way of asking for forgiveness. When, when, when those critical conversations come and what, what was meant for evil is turned around. In fact, Joseph said, what you meant, what you meant for evil, God, he said, don't, don't, don't hold it on yourself. Don't, he said, when you go back to get my daddy, don't argue, don't quarrel between yourselves because even though you were doing this, God was using it. He was using it to save us. Some of y'all gonna have to, some of y'all gonna have to, some of y'all gonna have to, you gonna have to come correct. I want you to bow your heads. Some of y'all have to come home. Some of y'all are gonna have to face some, face some brothers and sisters and tell the truth. Some of you are gonna have to put your head on some shoulders. Some of you want to do the right thing. You have to take your success and minister to those that need it. Some of you are going to have to quit acting like you're an elitist and realize that you, God was using you to play that part for everybody's salvation. Father, I'm praying for those who hear me today. I'm praying for them now in Jesus' name those that know they need this level of reconciliation those who need to settle in their heart that this journey that I'm on that, you, that Father you have them you've got them in your hand and no one takes them out of your hand I pray Father for those who need courage who need to come to grips with their own sin not blaming anybody else seeing in their heart their wrong, their fault, dealing with their offense, admitting I shouldn't have listened. I should not have listened to her. I should not have listened to him. If I wouldn't have listened to them, I'd have still been, been on the track God wanted in the first place. And yeah, okay, so you now you took a detour, but in your detour, God, who is almighty and all-powerful, is still working on you and working on you. And now that you've come to full circle, he's going to really do what he really intended to do with your life. Salvations are going to happen because of restorations. So you're going to stop blaming God for your problem and accept your personal sin. Some of you are going to have to do what the Bible says. It's called repent. 
You're going to have to turn from that. That selfish, braggadocious, running your mouth ways. And you're going to have to tell God, God, I'm the reason. You're going to, ask, you, you're going to need to ask the Lord for, for, for forgiveness. I'm talking to somebody. By the way, those I'm talking to right now, it, it really is you. And I, I need you to act with courage right now. Because when you do, just know that the one sitting on the left and right is them too. Now I know you're all sitting right now, but I want those of you that this message today has just been right. You, you said, I can't believe this Negro is saying what he's saying. Those of you who are feeling that, I want you to come and stand along as a, as it's like a, a, a crossing over the barrier of, this is what it was back in the past, but when I cross over this barrier of this altar, I'm choosing to come fully into what God wants. I'm going to deal. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to give excuses. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to punk out. I'm going to, I'm going to be in there for God to do whatever he wants. Come now in Jesus' name. Come now. Don't wait. Even though you have to get up and walk over somebody, that's okay. Maybe you have to stand. It might be better. But if you can get through, come and stand in the name. My team, come. Those of you that are, if you're on my team and you're coming to be prayed for, face me. If you're not, then get in front of somebody else. This is something that God is sovereignly doing in the body of Christ. It's no accident that you're here today to hear this word. You are a candidate. Hand of the Lord, the hand of God is on you to make that turn and that difference. And because of the decisions you make today, everything is going to turn around. And it begins in your heart. Because the truth be told, your name is Joseph. As we stand before Almighty God under this word, there's some confessions you need to make before God. You do it in your way. Those standing by you will pray for you. Admit to God that you're the one. The one your hand is upon. I'm the one you've been talking to today. I acknowledge you were speaking to me. You have to acknowledge that you hear. I hear you, Lord. I will not run away. I will not back out, but I'll come home. I'll be reunited. The thing I, I loathed and I ran away from, I ran away from, I choose today, I'll come back to it. My household, my extended family, my responsibilities. Stretch your hand and though my audience, God bless you, is praying for these who are in this altar today. It's so crucial. Almighty God wants to, wants to reckon with you
Thank you, team, for playing, praying for them, helping them and leading them in that prayer. Helping them to say what needs to be said unto the Lord. This commitment that God wants you to exhibit from here out. I'm praying, Lord, for those who are still in their seats that have been running from the, the dealing of your hand. I pray for them, Father, that you would that you would actually put release the pressure from heaven over their hearts, turning them from dark to light, from a lie to the truth, and preparing them for the greatest days of their life. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Let them know they've seen nothing yet. Glory be to God Almighty. Praises to God in heaven. Let angels run and do the bidding of God for the heirs of righteousness. Let peace be upon you in the midst of your trauma, your pain. Let peace be upon you. 